to the Average Shepherd Homily Podcast. My name is Father Sam French, and today is Sunday in the 12th week of Ordinary Time. And the homily today is called Become a Sign of Contradiction. I apologize for the sick-sounding voice. I am still recovering from a cold. But we are reading today from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 10. Let's begin. Jesus instructed the twelve as follows, Do not be afraid, for everything that is now covered will be uncovered, and everything now hidden will be made clear. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the daylight, and what you hear in whispers, proclaim from the housetops. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Fear him, rather, who can destroy both body and soul in hell. Can you not buy two sparrows for a penny? And yet not one falls to the ground without your father knowing. Why, every hair on your head has been counted. So there is no need to be afraid. You are worth more than hundreds of sparrows. So if anyone declares himself for me in the presence of men, I will declare myself for him in the presence of my Father in heaven. But the one who disowns me in the presence of men, I will disown in the presence of my Father in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Last week we heard from this same chapter of Matthew, Matthew chapter 10, when Jesus summoned his 12 apostles to himself and he gave them authority as the first shepherds, the very first bishops of the church, and he sent them out with a mission to proclaim the good news. And the message that the Lord gave them was to declare the coming of the kingdom of heaven. But Father Sam, what is the kingdom of heaven? I hear you asking through the headphones, and I'm glad that you asked, because the kingdom of heaven is a new type of life as never experienced before. The kingdom of heaven is a new way of living in relationship with God the Father, as is open for us through the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. See, the kingdom of heaven is not just a place, but a way of living right now as followers of Jesus, transformed inside and out by the Holy Spirit of God. Living in this kingdom today means that our neighbors should be able to look at us and know that we are Christians by the radical love that we have for God and the radical love we share with each other. This new life lived in the fullness of the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit is how we participate right now in the kingdom of heaven. Now I get that all of this sounds fantastic, but Jesus warns us this is going to be far from easy. He says from the outset to his disciples, I am sending you out like sheep into the midst of wolves. Because to live as part of the kingdom of heaven today means that our lives necessarily shine a light on the brokenness, the corruption, and the sin in the world that since the day of our baptism we have been called to consciously leave behind. And that we continue to leave behind every time we repent and go to confession. But the problem is that nobody, and I mean nobody including ourselves, ever likes to have light shone on their darkness. But when it does happen, when our sin and our faults are called out for what they are, offenses against God, there is always going to be a strong reaction. And that reaction is either repentance or hardness of heart. Jesus already knew this fact about our human nature and he told his disciples that some out there, they're going to hear the good news and they're going to accept it and welcome you into their homes and that is a beautiful thing. But there will be others, he says, who will hand you over to councils and flog you. They will betray you and hate you. They will put you to death, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. So after reading today's gospel, what might we say is the mark of an authentic Christian, a true citizen of the kingdom of heaven? 
Well, the Lord teaches us that to follow him is to become a sign of contradiction in the world as Jesus himself was a sign of contradiction. Now, what does that mean? It means that our lives, the teachings of Christ and his church that we strive to uphold every day, the Catholic faith that we declare forces those around us to make a choice, acceptance or rejection, belief or unbelief, repentance or hardness of heart. See, the Christian life is a definitive choice for God, and by its nature, it calls others to likewise make a definitive decision in their own lives. But here's the key. The better that we become as individuals and as a church community of ourselves choosing God, at choosing repentance, at choosing Christian love in all things, the more we do that for ourselves, the more empowered we become by the Spirit to call others into the same. Now, I recognize that it is a scary prospect knowing that we as followers of Jesus, just like his disciples, are responsible for calling not only ourselves but others into repentance and relationship with God. It's scary because shining the light of the gospel on darkness, corruption, and sin can sometimes elicit from other people a savage reaction, especially if their life or identity is intertwined with a particular sin. And we need to be sensitive when dealing with that, but not fearful. Because today we hear, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Fear him rather who can destroy both body and soul in hell. In other words, we should have a healthy fear of the Lord. In fact, this is one of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. And it means prioritizing God's will, God's opinion, God's judgment above and beyond anything that any individual or society might have to say. Put God first. I think a brilliant example of this is St. Thomas More, whose feast we celebrated on Friday. He was an extraordinarily talented lawyer and statesman, a smooth operator and a man of the world, if you will. He worked his way up to the role of King Henry VIII's Chancellor. And although the king loved him, St. Thomas drove King Henry insane because loyal as he was to the king, St. Thomas did not fear the king more than he feared God. St. Thomas refused to break God's law and sanction the king's illegitimate second marriage. King Henry tried everything to change his mind, depriving St. Thomas of money, status, power, friends, family, freedom, and eventually his very life. But St. Thomas More never broke. He famously declared, I die his majesty's good servant, but God's first. So no words could be more suited to St. Thomas's martyrdom than the final words of today's gospel spoken by Jesus to us. If anyone declares himself for me in the presence of men, I will declare myself for him in the presence of my father. But one who disowns me in the presence of men, I will disown in the presence of my father in heaven. So let us pray therefore today for the grace of authentic faith and the gift of of final perseverance. Heavenly Father, empower us to live as true citizens of your kingdom, embodying radical love and bearing witness to the good news even in the face of adversity. Fortify our courage to shine your light in our own darkness and prioritize your divine will over human judgment. Fill us with the resolve to endure rooted in authentic faith and love for you, always mindful of your promise of salvation above all else. We ask this in the holy name of Jesus through the intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Thomas More, 
pray for us. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help me spread the word and The Average Shepherd, you can do so by subscribing and sharing this episode with anyone you think might benefit. Thank you and God bless.